podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 133. I apologise for being late. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So give, give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Can't tell you how important that is to subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and of course, give a, a like and a thumbs up on Facebook and YouTube to all the different shows as you're watching because that helps us find new viewers and uh, get higher up the search engines on those various platforms. And of course, if you like your podcasts in audio form, then you can just search Ace Podcast Nation on your favorite platform. And uh, there's over 400 shows on various subjects with uh, a lot of of top guests and if you want to keep it football on the socials follow at ac footy show uh, on all social media platforms and uh, that will streamline your experience but uh, just as we do give the late comers they'd have to be really late after i was late but uh, give them a bit of a chance to catch up big thank you to black diamond sports as ever for their support around the show and the channel Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages and their website, links to which are in the description below and the closing credits at the end of the show. And uh, today's sponsor, as usual, I'm very pleased to say that it is Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial. And Darren is giving away a free will at the moment worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. Please check him out. Give him a call. Don't miss out on what is just a simply incredible offer, particularly with the world the way it is now. It's a great time to get yourself covered, look after the family. And, uh, of course, when you do give him a ring, tell him that we sent you. He's looked after Andy for various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the injury cover. They are, And they are truly top of their field. It's not just a, a jazzy slogan. They provide award-winning service. And uh, we are very, very proud to partner with such a top-class brand. And long may it continue. And uh, we thank them as ever for sponsoring the show. 
But uh, let's get into the foot football. Uh, it's been a, a been a long week of football news. Started like a hurricane at the beginning of the week, and then quickly died death the next day. But uh, we'll talk about that probably a little bit, and among other things. But uh, the man, the man, the myth, the legend. The goal collector, the fox in the box, the speed demon, the QPR dream killer, Davy Jones, his favourite son, ex Cardiff City, a Middlesbrough striker, Mr. Andy Campbell's here. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, good week. Um, some interesting football. Um, on, on, on terms of championship, we're going to, we know we're going to cover it, but some absolutely unbelievable results for certain football clubs and. Um, and things are starting to uh, unravel a little bit, uh, which is nice. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting end to the season. Looking forward to it. And yeah, Mason Norwich have had such a weird week. Like they've lost two, I think, is it? And they still, you know, they celebrate yeah. promotion. And yeah. Wickham are clinging on. Yeah, Barnsley, Barnsley, and not giving up that playoff place no matter what. No. It's, uh, it's incredible no, to it's see. Be Mate, Brentford yeah. are struggling. Got loads mm. to talk about. But um, we'll have a quick, quick chat about the Super League, obviously. Monday, we all looked like it was like this game-changing thing. And then it quickly died of death, mate, 24 hours later when those clubs realised not only did they not have the support of their fans, which I think they probably expected, but they didn't have the support of the media, uh, ex-players, journalists, you know, people like Fergie, even their own managers, Klopp and Solskjaer and, and all these different managers speaking out, club captains having a meeting. It was... Uh, over before it even began, mate, wasn't it? Uh, well, I think we spoke on uh, on Monday at length about uh, about the distance between fans and football clubs, um, and now I, I think it's ev very evident that the distance between club owners and football fans is even worse. And there's never going to be that kind of link because football owners are, uh, are these kind of people who go into a football club um, and they don't really want to relate to fans. They don't really care what fans think. Um, and that was really evident with the decisions that they're making. They don't really care what players think. So, you know what I mean? I would fully underst understood this kind of decision if they'd have had a meeting internally and decided that they were going to go through with the Super League as long as they had the players and the managers back in. If they haven't got the players back in, it was never going to happen. You know what I mean? The players came out, especially United players. I've never seen tweets from Luke Shaw, tweets from Jesse Lingard, tweets from, uh, tweets from Mar Marcus Rashford. Big-name players, England internationals, are, are telling... Um, football clubs that they're making the wrong decision and rightly so you know what I mean so players are coming out there the, the fans are going to back the players because the fans care um, an absolute shambles you know what I mean and, and to be honest I'm glad that we don't have to discuss it anymore I'm glad that we don't have to see the impact on football because I'm not bothered about the Premier League the Premier League would have worked itself out because there's still money, there's money involved at that kind of level League 2 would have died a death League 1 probably would have died a death and a championship would have been like a League 1 you know what I mean? Well, so it would have been, it would have been come Scottish football, mate, wouldn't it? Basically, it, it, it would have been horrible because it would have been um, it, it would have been uh, it would have been a disaster because money money doesn't filter down now. So how yeah. it, it would it would never filter down to the championship and clubs would clubs of the overheads like we've talked about Cardiff City three million pound a month. You know what I mean? These kind of clubs would not be able to carry on without somebody yeah, without pumping money in left, right, centre, and it's never going to happen. Um, just a quick note, we're going to do a tell me why's, a couple of tell me why's now in a minute. And one of the subjects which I'm about to talk about is um, is in that. Um, but just on the Ryan Giggs thing, we are going to talk about it. But also, he's been charged. Try and keep it relatively, uh, what can I say, clean. 
less offensive and shy. I don't know. He hasn't been found guilty of anything yet, so I want to be very careful. And it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Say, yeah, it's a difficult one as well because um, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, um, he's only been charged. You know what I mean? I say only, proven, but you know what it is. Innocent until proven guilty, and also with with with. It's a difficult one to say things when we're on here because yeah, of course, whatever we say on here, we're liable for people to come back yeah. at us and say because there's proof, you know. So you know, I think it's a difficult subject to go to go and cover. Really, you know what I mean? The, the yeah. evidence is the evidence is when he's found guilty. You know what I mean? Until then, yes. I, I, you know, it's a difficult one. To talk yeah. About. Well, the the question I've got, so we'll go straight to the tell me why, where you've got sixty seconds to answer, and um, I am going to ask you about Ryan Giggs, but I'm asking you in terms of what do Wales do? So we, you know, from the football side, he has been charged now. He's not been found guilty of anything. I think it's important to say, but he is. He has been charged of. Uh, let me get it right, so I don't get it wrong. He's been charged of assaulting uh, two women, including his ex-girlfriend, and the, uh, coercive or controlling behaviour. So, my question is, mate, and it's not a, it's not an easy one for you to um, to deal with in sixty seconds. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Is what do what should Wales do? Because obviously we've got the Euros coming up in the summer, which means they have to focus on, you know, what how the football. They have to. But is he going to be the manager? Should he be the manager? Should they wait? It's a difficult one. You've got 60 seconds to tell me about it, my friend. Let's go. Nothing's nothing's changed. Nothing's changed from yesterday to the day. You know what I mean? For me, all it is is charges are being made. Charges were always going to be made because there's evidence there. You know what I mean? There's evidence there from two people who've who've given their evidence. You know what I mean? And until he's given his opportunity to throw his side to uh, to a court and to a jury, you know what I mean? And so for me, Wills, I've got to keep him in 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 charge. But I think he'll be on garden duty or garden leave or whatever you're calling it. Whatever is in now, Robert Page will be the manager. He will he will manage from within, wherever he is remotely. But I think it's just a difficult scenario because you've got a a huge football tournament coming up in the summer. Um, and until that court date ends, I don't think that we can have a resolution or, or, or have a final answer of, of, of anything because it's innocent until proven guilty and we've got to, we've got to remember that. We've got, we've got an individual who, um, who, who's, who's, who's got to be given an opportunity to defend himself. Spot on, mate. Uh, five seconds left, so I'll let you off that. Um, I think my one question, I suppose, or not one question, but one of the things I keep asking myself is... Obviously, Wales want to do as well as they can in the tournament. They have a pretty good squad of young players. Is Robert Page the right man to take them forward into the tournament? Should they bring someone else in to to do it? It's obviously a, that's a risk because you could upset what you know they've been playing relatively well recently. Like if you bring someone else in with the eyes that if Giggs does go, that person is then there to take over. Because let's be honest, Robert Page is not going to get the job on a full-time basis, I wouldn't have thought. No, so no. should they bring someone else, you know, should they bring someone in to help Robert Page with a bit more experience or potentially who they've got in mind for the for the job if Giggs does go? It's, it is tricky. It like, depends. It, it, it depends how much of a role Ryan Giggs is playing now. Nobody knows. Everyone just sees Robert yes. Page uh, fronting it all. You know what I mean? How much... How much? How much is he doing? You know what I mean? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he picking the squad? Is he picking the team? Is he? Is he doing all the tactics? If Ryan's still doing all this stuff, then Ryan's still doing ninety percent of the things. Robert Page is just doing the, the the training. He's 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 doing the day to day stuff, which which he which he enjoys. I just think we've got to we've got to take a little a little bit of a step back, um, and not uh, 
not prosecute somebody until we have the yeah. have the the full story and and do you know what I mean that that that, that that's bang on you know what I mean you, I'm not saying every every case is very different um sure and there's, and there's obviously some kind of evidence there you know what I mean I'm guessing that there's, there's there's no smoke without fire however you know, there's two sides to a story as well, and I think we need to remember that sometimes. And I'm not sticking up for him because I don't yeah. know him. I don't know him as a person. I, I, obviously, I know him as a footballer. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people idolise the man, but if he's done wrong, then the outcome will come, and 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 he'll get a fair hearing. And if he's guilty, yeah, he, then he'll get dealt with. Yeah, you got to let the courts deal with it. At the end of the day, as such is, I think what people should be careful of as well is, um, like. In these situations, it is very often one person's word versus another, um, which makes it very difficult for the police for things to navigate. Like, and I'm not saying either way, you know, whether either way is lying, telling the truth, whatever. I, I have no idea. I've got know nothing about it. I haven't even read up that much about it. But I think people should be careful just assuming because he's been charged that he's guilty because. Yeah. You know, over the years, how many times have people been charged? Charges have been dropped for all sorts of reasons. And also, by the way, if the charges were dropped or he gets, you know, the court case gets thrown out or whatever, that's not to say necessarily that he was completely innocent of everything either because there's also things that happen that cause that to happen as well. There's lots of different... Mm. It's a very complex subject. But from a footballing point of view, I think... The right, I think Wales, someone said in the chat, I think it was Craig said, Wales have said the Rob Page is going to be in charge. I think that's probably the right call. I think it would be a lot of disruption to bring someone else in and you could risk, you know, if the players don't take to that person straight away, you don't want to be going into a tournament trying to bed in someone completely no, new. You've got, and like you've you got like you say, mate, you don't know if Giggs is still you. He could still be yeah. picking the team, doing the tactics. It's just Robert Page just relaying it. It's... Just we, we 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 don't know we don't know if the if the if they've got um, some kind of device in the changing room where where Ryan's on on TV doing um, doing the screen and doing doing the team talks you know what I mean if that's in the hotel listen the mod the modern devices and the modern things what 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 what's going on at the minute that we can do anything you know anything's possible so um, for me remotely there or not with managers that these things can happen and I just think yeah. it just depends what. How much rope he's been given by the by the Welsh affair? Has he been told to stay yeah. away? Is he not allowed to do anything, or is he allowed to manage the team from where he is? It's just a, it's a difficult one, and it's you know, but it'll have, it'll have to be unravelled very very soon. Yeah, Holgate, that makes a good point there. He says people have been sacked for a lot less over the years. Uh, it's for the optics of the club and the game, and that is a good point. Like Wales have been. Uh, quite understanding and patient, I think, in terms of they've given him the time off to go and sort it one way or the other. Whereas a lot of other clubs or nations might have just said, right, you know, we're going to move on to something different. Um, and just a quick note, Rob Boyle makes a great comment. He says, on the note of temporary managers, buzzing for Ryan Mason, having his career cut short due to that horrific injury. But um, this weekend, he's going to be leading his boyhood club out at Wembley uh, as manager um, so can't fault you know can't fault that. that's the that's no. the happy good side of the football yeah. isn't it it's, but Sai I think I think I think the bigger that. the bigger picture for me on the on, to finish the, the Ryan Giggs thing I think we've also got to look at Chet Evans right and look yeah. at what happened to Chet Evans Absolutely um, good. And, and, and look at the bigger picture Chet got found guilty 
He wasn't guilty. Lost his career. Lost his career. He lost a big chunk of his career. He's had to. He's had to get trust back. He's had to get his life back. And Ched's probably in a position to defend Ryan a little bit and say, "Listen, you know what I mean. Just, just wait until proven guilty. Just wait. You know what I mean? Because there's loads to come out. I'm sure. But let's just be. Let's just be fair here with with people because Ched's a person. You know what I mean? Regardless what was said about him in court, out of court, uh, whatever happened, happened. Whatever didn't happen, didn't happen. I'm not. I'm not saying anyone's. Innocent or guilty, all I'm saying is we've got to give people an opportunity to defend themselves and and get their point across. Yeah, spot on, mate. And I think just on that Chad Evans thing, like he lost these peak years in his career, he would have a lot of Welsh. You know, he'd have a good chunk of Welsh caps because he was at the point he was broken into the Welsh team, and he had uh, you know he was banging goals in for fun, and he was doing very well for himself. He was on the peak of making like having a big move. Do you see what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah, I totally agree. It's difficult. Um, Gavin, uh, unless I'm uh, unaware of something, I believe Adam Johnson's a completely different issue because, as far as I'm aware, he was guilty. Uh, so, yeah, a different, different, different cases as well. Chad, like, Chad, know, Evans, yeah. Chad Evans' conviction was overturned, wasn't it? And he was mm. uh, found not, not guilty. So, I think yeah. that's a tricky one. But uh, the second, tell me why, mate, is. Uh, what could the impact be on English football as a whole if the FA were to heavily punish the big six with a points or relegation to make a statement to make sure it doesn't happen again? Because let's face it, I think um, we all know at some point it will rear its head again. They've just basically said they're going to go away and think about a better way to do it. So your 60 seconds starts now, mate. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think anything anything will happen. I'll be honest. I think uh, I think the big six have that much power because um, if the big six decide to go on strike, for example, and 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 run their own TV channels, so Sky Sports can't do things. You know, it'll have an impact on the on the Premier League. It'll have an impact on other things. I think they have that much power, and they've showed the power. By the way, they've shown the power in in walking away from a Premier League, which is the biggest league in the world, by the way, to go and do a separate league. So they've shown how much power they've got, and that power doesn't go away overnight. I just think. Sometimes you, you don't need the battles and you don't fight battles which you can't win. And for me, these clubs are bigger than the Premier League. The Premier League needs these football clubs within it. You know what I mean? So if you're going to start upsetting people, I don't think it'll ever happen again because I think fans have showed their dis, uh, disbelief about, about the decision which is made. The players obviously don't want to be in it. Um, and I think next time when a conversation is had within a club, um, players will vote with their feet and walk away from that football club. Indeed, and the time's up there as well. I think the thing with it is... Is what you punish them for? Exactly. Did they like have they, they broken wrong. any rules? Maybe get bringing the game into disrepute and stuff like and, that. And who you, you can't who you make punishing? up rules to punish them, can you? Who, who are you punishing, side? Because if you if you find them, yes, you're punishing the owner, but you're also punishing the club and the players because that that that, that money could be the budget for next season. The season. Well, the thing is, mate. You know what I mean? If Unless it's a hundred million fine, it doesn't really make a difference. Well, exactly. That. If you if you if you if you give a points deduction to a club, you're hurting the players and the manager and the fans. Those those three haven't done anything wrong. So the punishment, is, the, the punishment has got to suit who's made these decisions. So if the punishment is towards the owners, ban yeah. ban foreign owners then from from buying into Premier League without a, a long contract to say that they're staying in, staying in the Premier League. I don't know, I don't know, but what I'm saying is, you can't punish fans, you can't punish punish players. And but then you could say that about about Rangers. You could say that about you know all the different clubs who've been had these massive punishments over the years. Like 
the fans are always the ones that get punished, aren't they? It's that's just the nature of the beast. Um, but I think um, the best thing that they can do in the short term is bring in the German model of having 51% owned by fans or like a fan trusts and things like this. So just to ensure the safety of each club, not just for the Super League, but look at like what the Glazers have done to Manchester United since they took over is nothing short of scandalous. The amount of money, like, and this is what we think. This is like we hear constantly how Man United, one of the biggest clubs in the year, in the world financially, yet they can only spend a certain amount of money each year, 100 million net spend or whatever, because the Glazers are taking 300 million or whatever it is, stupid, every couple of years in dividends and stuff, and they're loading the club with uh, debt and stuff. So if that can happen to the biggest club in the world, and the only reason that they've managed to stay afloat and keep going with that pressure is because they are so you know popular around the world. If another owner does that with a West Ham, no offence to them, or, or, or an Everton or someone who's not as world, like such a big worldwide brand, but lumbered them with a similar type of debt, they would they would crumble under that that amount of debt made. And they would. But the, quick, the only, the quicker only problem, the Glazers are out of there is the bet. You know, the same for a, a few other owners as well. By the way, the only um, problem you've got to say with that is 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 how much it's going to cost supporters to get hold of it. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. cost. It's far too much money. The, the 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 price will go up because their valuation of the club will be astronomical. And this is this this is where we've got now because Man United. If they were going, to, if Man United were going to get sold tomorrow. How much would it cost somebody? It would cost them billions to buy Manchester United tomorrow. Well, the Glazers didn't even pay pay for it, did they? They, they it cost them billions, and debt. you've got and you've got debt as well on top of it. So they've got whoever 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 comes in is is fighting a losing battle straight away from from the minute walking through the door. Um, yeah, and I think at the end of the day, the only way the thing with the owners and stuff will change, the only way it changes in the short term, is if the government back up their words. They were all they they were very quick to you know, just to come out publicly and get the good PR and stuff. So they need to back that up now. But just because the Super League's gone away, the government shouldn't then just go back to kind of staying out of it. They need to bring in legislation and things like this that can that can sh- stop the Super League and anything similar happening in the future, protect every single football club from being abused by uh, owners who are only interested in making money. And I think ultimately, that's you know, if the government backs up their words, then there's a good good place to start. Um, look, mate, we could talk about this for ages, of course, but um, you know what, you know what this show is, and uh, there is a lot to talk about in the championship. A couple of little bits of championship news I just wanted to touch on before we go um, club by club. Cardiff City manager Mick McCarthy says. Uh, he do not expect uh, Harry Wilson and Ojo to return to the club next year. Is that a shock for you? Was surprised by that at all, or was that kind of what you expected? Uh, they're not Mick McCarthy's type of players, so I'm not surprised one little bit. I think uh, Mick's going to bring in his own type of player, uh, what suits his philosophy, what suits his way of playing, his style of football. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, you, you seen straight away when Mick came in. Harry Wilson was on the bench straight away. Uh, Ojo started, but then drifted out the team and hasn't played much since. And 
Harry's a luxury player. He's a, he's a player who can play in a 10. He's a player who can play very well some games. He's a, he's a hit and miss player, what I find. He's a, he's a, he's a 9 or a 10 one week, or a 5 and a 6, or a, or a 7 if you're lucky some other weeks. And Cardiff need that consistency. To get out this division, you need 8 every single week with a few 9s and a few 10s. You look at, look, look at Norwich City, you look at Bournemouth, you look at Watford. There's, there's a reason here, by the way. You look at the consistency that them three teams have shown throughout the season. That's where they're potentially going back up this year. Cardiff City were miles off last season after going down. And that's the issue that they've had and they've got now because they weren't consistent enough with the players and the squad. Like the other teams have done coming down. The other teams have took more of a risk and kept the, kept the squad, nucleus of the squad together. And that's key for me. Yeah, Holgate Das says, sounds like a huge rebuild for Borough, a promotion push next season. Uh, Ashley, Ashley Fletcher and Asambalonga have been announced that they're going. Um, again, I don't think that's a massive surprise for either, is it really? Oh, listen, it's the same. It's the same thing. Listen, you've got. Uh, you, I, I've heard. I, I don't know if it's rumours. I don't know if it's true. I've heard the kind of money that these guys are on, and it's um, it's Premier League money. Um, Middlesbrough Football Club aren't a Premier League football club anymore. They're, they're far from it. Um, they need to cut their cut accordingly. They need to bring in players who want to play for that football club. They want to bring in players who have a desire to get into the Premier League or to or to push to the top end of the, of the Championship. Middlesbrough have had a fantastic season this season. Absolutely fantastic season. Um, and I think whoever says any differently this season, Middlesbrough fans, then I think they're a little bit deluded because look at the last se- last game of the season. They were, they, were, they were on the brink of going down. They were very, very fortunate they didn't go oh, down. Oh, God, yeah. So, you know what I mean? For so me, where close. they are now, I see them midweek against uh, against Rotherham. Solid performance against a side who needs to win, by the way. Middlesbrough don't need to win. They went there to put in a decent display and they've got some games coming up. I think they're going to play a couple of young players over there over the next couple of weeks and, and freshen things up and, and, and good luck to them. And, and hopefully Neil can freshen things up in the summer and push Middlesbrough to another level because, um, as I say, I'm a, I'm a huge Middlesbrough fan and, and want them to go on. But I want them to keep progressing, Si. Football is about progression. And Middlesbrough can progress next year in the playoffs. If they go up, great. If they don't, then as long as they get in the playoffs, I'm happy. Next year, the season after that, I expect promotion because that's your progress and you step up. And you know what I mean? I'm all for that. You know what I mean? If, if teams have to try and stabilise, Cardiff stabilise, are stabilising. Middlesbrough have to do the same or, or they're currently doing it. You know what I mean? Some teams are, are a season or two ahead of each other and that's um, that's just the way of football, unfortunately. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um I gotta be honest. I'm more. I'd be more positive about what Borough are going to do next year than what I am Cardiff. But was I guess we'll just see how that progresses. Um, uh, and I know, last thing I wanted to mention, maybe before we go into the clubs, is um, ex Swansea City and QPR defender Angel Rangel has uh, retired from football. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, and not being a massive fan of him uh, over the years. But you can't deny that as a Championship and Premier League footballer, he's outstanding uh, over his time in England. And I think he's um, I think he's a very good footballer who did very well. I thought he was um, a very consistent performer for Swansea, particularly uh, over the years. So wish him well in his next... Oh, listen, Si, uh, when, uh, when, when Roberto Martinez brought him over... Um, it was obviously that uh, Spanish contingent, um, and do you know what? He was uh, he, he he was a shining light. I thought it was absolutely fantastic, bombing on from the fullback area, scoring goals, setting things up, keeping clean. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really really strong, and he got his opportunity in the Premier League. He he's done really well, and yeah, good luck to him. You know, listen, it's a, it's about being entertained on the football pitch sometimes, and even when you even when you're a rival football fan, sometimes you can take a step back sometimes and, and watch. Um, you know what I mean listen it's not nice to see comments it's not nice to see people celebrating in your face and rubbing things in and things but 
all all rivalry aside, talent wise, he was he was a very good player. He still is. Yeah, he, was, he was he was a poor man's Ken McNaughton. Um, <laughs> but anyway, oh look at that. Reese just said exactly the same as I said that. See, good minds think alike, mate. It's been a roller coaster week again in the championship. We're going to start with Wickham Wanderers, and incidentally, they played Swansea on Saturday and got a good draw, and then went and beat Bristol. What a week! Four points. They are alive and kicking just about. Yeah, listen. Um, how on earth they're still in this uh, in in the fight is is beyond me a little bit. Um, but then you you look at the downfall. You know what I mean? The two 0 up away from home against Swansea City. You know what I mean? With ten minutes to go. If Wickham Wanderers look back at the end of the season of, of games that they should have held on and, and, and maybe won or got the extra two points, that's one of them. At this time of the year, you know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not blaming anybody. You give a penalty away with 10 minutes to go and then all of a sudden they're, they're throwing the kitchen sink at you and it's difficult to hold out. And, and Bristol City, you know, I mean, they scored a last-minute winner in the penalty from Mac and Fenway. You know, I mean, I was so, so pleased for the man himself that, listen, the, the man's a legend within football in his own right. Um, but i seen his interview after the game and... And uh, what did he say? 18 years it's taken him to score in the championship. Do you know what? Fair play to him because that is, that's an achievement in itself and he's going to take that with him for the rest of his career um, because there's every chance that that could be his last championship goal uh, of his career. You just never know what, how things are going to pan out. If, if he goes down, he stays. If he goes to another club, it's, and it's something that no one can ever take away from him and, and it's just given Wickham a, an opportunity to stay up. I, I, listen, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a realist. I don't believe they will. I think they'll go down tomorrow but... Um, I hope they can drag it out another week um, or as long as I can but uh, I am a realist and, and, and do believe that they've left it far too late and letting 67 goals in is the reason why they're not staying in this division 100% mate um, also I just wanted to quickly say um, a friend of the show Alan uh, has just messaged me and just said uh, yeah, we're all about the giving on this show uh, if anyone likes this uh, stolen from the poor exploited by the rich uh, away day apparel t-shirt he's just given me a code for 20 percent off which i'll put on the screen uh very but it's only for tonight just uh, as a little a little thank you to us and and to them i appreciate that massively for him because he's the top guy but um, he is so a li- little a, gift for the people he's a mate. lovely gentleman he's a lovely gentleman yeah so it's a little code basically the code is ace big six uh all in capital letters ace big ca- uh, number six and uh, you get 20% off this beautiful T-shirt. I, I like the red one as well, I've got to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, Wickham mates, they're clinging on. And uh, I'm, I really, really, I'm, I, partly because of Joe Jacobson and, and uh, Gareth Ainsworth, of course. But like, if they can somehow stay up, it will be one of the greatest escapes uh, ever. Is, because it, they look dead and they look yeah. more dead and buried than Huddersfield ever did last year. Yeah, there's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a manager very soon. Well, not not very soon. In uh, in about probably ten minutes time, the way that um, the way that the league's looking. But if Wickham stay up, then just close the manager of the year straight away because it's over. Yeah, if, if Wickham stay up, hmm. uh, and almost quite the opposite. Like I, I want Wickham to stay up. Sheffield Wednesday is our next team. They uh, they lost to Bristol. Uh, drew with Bristol. Lost to Black. Uh, beat Blackburn. So they had a good week as well, four points, yeah. which is frustrating because Wickham would have had much more of an impact last week yeah. if they picked up four points. But there we go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those, isn't it? Well, listen, they've had a, they've had a good week, uh, but a, a class Saturday is a bad one because uh, the one will look back to four minutes. 
Henry Landry gets sent off after 20 minutes. Barney Warren misses a, the, the penalty, the penultimate penalty. You can't afford to miss penalties. You can't afford at this at this time of the season against a team like um, Bristol City. The form they're in, the goals they're letting in against 10 men, and then they go and let a goal in 87 minutes. You know what I mean? That Sheffield Wednesday. If they look back at the end of the season, they go down by one point or two points. That's the game which will come back and bite them on the backside because, um, yes, they came and beat Blackburn Rovers, which is great. Uh, but you've got to look at the points of dropping. So they can only get 48 points, which makes Birmingham safer than them. Uh, Huddersfield are nearly safer than them. That only leaves Derby, who they can catch very soon. You know what I mean? So if Derby pick up a couple of points, they're relegated anyway. It's out of their hands. Their season at the minute is out of their hands. And they've which got to hope that. Uh, frightening, mate. It's a scary thought. It's a scary thought for every Sheffield Wednesday fan that even if they win three games, they could still go down. Yeah, well, mate, I look at that and I've got to say, I think it looks like Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, and Derby would be my picks to go down simply because Rotherham have got those two games in hand. They're only four points behind Derby. When you at the end of that season, mate, when you're playing for your to stay up, four points from two games in hand is not um yeah. it's not wildly like yeah. unachievable, is it? So Sheffield Wednesday have got to take it to the last game. They've got to take it to the last game because they've played Derby County away from home. They've got yeah. to take it to the last game. But before that, they've got Middlesbrough tomorrow. The way the Middlesbrough are playing, you know, I wouldn't want to go to Neil Warnock's side. Neil doesn't care less. You know what I mean? Neil's Neil's a Sheffield United fan, by the way. Let's yeah. let's you know what I mean. Neil will Neil will want Sheffield Wednesday getting relegated tomorrow. No, yes. there's no bones about it. So he's playing against the wrong manager tomorrow. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they'll be up against it. Then they play Nottingham Forest, who are still battling to sort their sort their own futures out, players. And then they play Derby, but it could be all over before then. Derby, if Derby, if Derby, Derby, Sheffield Wednesday goes to the last game, it's going to be a. Uh, Monumental. Be a huge football game because both of those sides were Premier League clubs not so long ago, and one of them's going to be in League One. Yeah, and and that's what we say it every week. Sheffield Wednesday would already be down if they hadn't yeah, given those be. points back to them. Yep. Um, so they've tried their best to keep them up. Garin says he wants Wednesday to go down so that Cardiff can put a sneaky bid in for Barry Bannon. Yeah, that would be good. I'd, I, I'm having some of that. Uh, next up, Rotherham, mates. They lost to Middlesbrough, beat, uh, lost to Birmingham, which is not ideal, but they have got those two games in hand, which is a little yeah. bit of a cushion. Uh, yeah, the games, are, the, the games are running out, though, unfortunately. I mean, we talked about uh, four games in hand. Um, now they've got two games in hand. Uh, they're playing too many games in short spaces of time. I watched them against Middlesbrough, they look tired. You know, I watched the game at the weekend against Birmingham. And it was the, the way they let the last minute goal in, you know, that, that there's, there's times to shut up shop and take a point, or there's times to go gung ho and try and win. You know, I mean, Wickham yeah, went gung ho because, yeah, Wickham went gung ho because they would have been relegated, they haven't got a goal. Rotherham wouldn't have got relegated if they'd got a point, you know, I mean, you just got to churn points over because if you can just churn points over, you might get there because Derby, Derby would be panicking even more if you got one point closer than two points closer to them. You know, I mean, just got to, you've got to keep the pressure there because now, yes, they've got two games in hand, but they've got to win. They've got to get four points from those two games to, to give themselves yeah. an opportunity, which is difficult. Yeah, 100%. It's Derby County. Uh, listen, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I, 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 part, of me, part of me wants Derby to turn it around because I want to see, I want to see Wayne Rooney really excel as a manager and as a coach because he's, a, he's well, a legend as a footballer. I want him to get but, a full season, but I don't know if he's going to get that anyway if they stay up or get down because they've been so bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the side. They're not, even, it's, they're not even losing games. They're losing that a whimper. You know what I mean? The, the, the performances are disastrous. The way that they're playing is awful. The goals they're letting in are scandalous. Uh, there's just 
there's no. It must be an absolute nightmare watching these games because every single derby, derby fans are expecting it to turn around because the the players. You know, I mean, the Preston North End game, they got they got absolutely battered from minute one to minute ninety, and it was it was poor. You've got your Kazim Richards, you've got your Knight, who's a young player. You've got your Lawrence, international footballer. You've got your Roberts, your Shinny. You, they've got good players on the pitch. To just they've got your Marshall in goal, your, your Wisdom, ex Liverpool defender. All these kind of players should be performing better. You know, I mean, they're underachieving massively. They need to sort themselves out because they're letting the football club down, they're letting Wayne down, and they're letting themselves down. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's one of those, isn't it? Um, like I've mentioned before, I want them to stay up. So I would like to see. I, I've talked about before. I'm fed up of seeing the same managers go round and round and round and round, uh, getting the same, you know, getting all the jobs. I want to see new blood. I want to see new managers. I want to see John Sheridan get that big job. Um, <laughs> but if they go, like, if they go, if they go down, he's got a chance. By the way, he might get it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, put your money on him. Put your money on him. I gotta say, I think Wayne Rooney's going to be sacked in the summer. Either way. Uh, oh, it's, it's just, just listen. Derby, it's got, Derby have been that bad recently. Yeah. Unless he, un, unless, un, unless, the, unless he stays up and the club give him a, a huge transfer kitty to to sort that club out. There's too much to sort out as a young manager. They need somebody to go in and trailblaze that whole squad. Good shout, yeah. by the way, Rob. Good shout. John Sheridan. I think it's. I think it's yeah. happening. Let's let's, oh, let's get it. Let's get it trended. Let's trend that. Yeah. John Sheridan for Spurs. I still am flabbergasted that. Jose Mourinho is not the Tottenham manager going into that final. No. I, it leaves a bit of a side. Like, I'm no Jose I'm not going to watch it. I'm not watching it now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to strike. Taste, yeah, I'm going on strike. Uh, I'm not watching it because of it. I, think, I was, I was, I listen, I love, I love to watch Mourinho run up and down the touchline celebrating against big, t- he just seems to do yeah. it all the time. He's done it against Liverpool. He's done it against Man United. He's, he's, I'd love to do, I'd love to see it at Wembley. You know what I mean? It, it just would be great, but I just can't see it. Does it does seem like it was the Super League related, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And we didn't even talk about Ed Woodward. This shit house. Oh, I broke my rule for the first <laughs> time, like in 130 odd shows. Damn it. Uh, Huddersfield Town made next. Two wins. Uh, sorry, a win and a loss. Yeah, listen, I, I, I didn't expect them to go to Nottingham Forest and get a result uh, at all. Uh, but then they got the result going into the second game against Barnsley with a bit of confidence. You play against a side who just freely attacks you and. Huddersfield don't like defending, you know what I mean? Uh, unless they're going forward and they're comfortable, you know what I mean? They sit back, sit back, sit back. Barnsley hit them on the break and um, and got the winning goal with, with, what, just about 25 minutes to go, 20 minutes to go. So, um, no disgrace losing to Barnsley, by the way. But uh, I think the Huddersfield win at Nottingham Forest has just given them that little bit of a uh, a cushion to stay up for me. I yeah. think they probably need, yeah, I think I they think probably so. need one more win to definitely stay up. I thought, um, by the way, I thought Forest were dreadful against uh, Huddersfield. I thought they were really, really poor. Yeah, they'll be um, for a while. But I think that's what you get when you've got nothing to play for as well. Uh, Birmingham City, mate. Fabulous week. Listen, uh, last week we talked about them beating Stoke. This week they're beating Rotherham away with a last-minute last minute winner uh, away from home. And then uh, and then at home, the, the draw went out in the forest. It could have been better, by the way, because it was a loose grab penalty in the 97th minute, which... I didn't think it was a penalty, by the way. I thought it was very, very soft. soft. Um, but, uh, but listen, you take a point. I, I've said earlier on about about churning points away. If Birmingham keep churning points, they're going to stay up. I think they'll stay up anyway. But point, it's another point towards safety. You know what I mean? If you if you yeah. go gung ho and you lose a game, it's, you've lost a point. Just keep churning points over. It's about it's important. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, next up is Nottingham Forest. They've had a terrible. They never recovered from the start they had to the season. No. Um, but I would imagine they're looking at next season now just as a rebuild and 
try to get some good players in the summer to strengthen in the right places. And that that's the ultimate, you know, you can't blame them for looking to that because they're not going to go down. They're not going to go up. They, they may as well start planning for they. In fact, they'd be reckless if they weren't planning for next season. Oh, listen, you've got, you've got some very good footballers in that side. You know what I mean? Premier League footballers, potentially, you know what I mean? Ex-Premier League footballers in that group, international footballers. They're just not getting together as they need to do it. I think Chris Hewton, when he gets a pre-season behind him, he gets a philosophy, he gets his proper team week in, week out, playing the way that he wants them to do it. I think they'll 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 get some positive results and start moving up that league and show some progress. But to lose at home at Huddersfield was a, was a bad result. To go away to Birmingham um, and to score at the last minute, you know what I mean? Lewis grabbing penalty. Very good penalty, but I didn't think they deserved anything in the game. But it's a point, is a point. And uh, with that point... Um, I think 50 points is your safe mark now, so I can't, uh, yeah. they, they won't go down. No. Uh, next to Blackburn, they had a good win against Derby and a good performance, actually, very good. Uh, and then they lost to Sheffield Wednesday, as, as yeah, has been their uh, season all, yeah, all over. It's 50 50. Um, you know, win one, lose one. And Tony must be frustrated. There, there's another manager who's going to be under severe pressure come the summer because, um, will they give, um, Will it give him another season to uh, to work with the players that he's got? Because he's got some very good footballers, by the way. You know what I mean? He's got Champions League players. He's got people who've won, who've won titles. He's got people who've, who've, who've played for England. He's, you know what I mean? He's got probably the the hot shot in the division in, in Armstrong. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one of the managers, men who go around come the summer. But Sheffield, uh, Blackburn probably should be doing better, by the way. Um, I will just quickly say, um, I thought Sam Gallagher uh, was absolutely superb. Uh, against Derby County uh, as one of the uh, I don't want to get too hyperbole uh, but one of the great championship performance individual performances I thought he was very very good Um, like it a lot mate Uh, next up we have Bristol City they may as well give up their season and start again Comrie City isn't there isn't there have you got Bristol on yours I got Bristol on mine the commentary above them all right, okay. Uh, right. I'll go Bristol City. Yeah, uh, not well. Not a very good week. Um, obviously, drawing a drawing a defeat against two sides in the bottom three, uh, but a, probably a good it's result. The performances they made as yeah. well as the results. We had ten men. Lansbury got sent off, so you could probably say the Sheffield Wednesday one's a good result um, with playing with ten men for long periods and and getting that equaliser late on. But to go to Wickham and lose it the way they lost it in the last minute and and not to be dominating teams down the bottom of the league, it must be frustrating for Nigel. But he's got a big job in the summer, rebuild, um, start big, big again. Job. Um, yeah, so I'm sure. But the right the right man's in charge. I'm hundred percent there. You know, I mean, they've got the right manager in charge to do something special at that football club. If you tell me, if you tell me that, mate, I will believe you. Um, the results do not tell me that. Uh, since no, he's coming. I, but it's not. And it's, the it's performances, not his, by the way. Not but it's not his players. Fault. It's not his players, though. You know, it's, I think it's, it's it's easy to blame a manager. You know what I mean? Yeah, you of look course. At, you can look at Mick McCarthy. Those players now, haven't performed all season, by the way. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can look at you look at Cardiff City's players. You know what I mean? Have those players perf- uh, performed? Consistently all season. Don't start me. Don't start you know me. I mean? You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a difficult one. But then we go we go to a team for me. You know what I mean? I, I spoke about manager of the season. Mark Robbins, by the way, is is, is yeah. picking the the best time ever to pick up three wins on the bounce because uh, obviously last weekend the uh, beat uh, sorry midweek the beat Coventry City. Uh, sorry, they beat Rotherham away. This week they beat Barnsley, which is an unbelievable result, by the way. And then they go away to Stoke City. 
and win 3-2. An absolutely amazing week for uh, Coventry City fans, players. Amazing that, season, mate. That has cemented their place in the Championship next season. So I couldn't be more pleased for, for a football club who's had its problems over the last couple of seasons. Absolutely amazing, amazing achievement. For them to not be involved in the last day shenanigans, you know, with relegation and stuff, that is a phenomenal achievement by Mark yeah. Robbins and his team because Coventry were favourites to go down. They got no money. They're not playing in their own ground. Everything's against them. But yeah, totally they've agree. not, not they've now, I don't think they've been in the bottom three all season. Uh, certainly not for any long period of time. But they've also been very enjoyable to watch. They've yeah. played some great stuff. Um, they've got some really good young players as well. I, uh, they've made me a fan of the way they play. And uh, yeah, really happy that they look like they're going to be nicely safe. Uh, Preston North End up next, mate. Yeah, listen, I was uh, I was extremely critical of Preston North End's players after they got beat five 0 against Brentford. I thought they yeah, it was shocking. I thought they were I thought they were absolutely disgraceful. But you know what? Two clean sheets, four points in two games, nil nil at Stoke, three nil against Derby. Credit where credit's due, by the way, because they could have easily down tools for the rest of the season and given up nothing to play for. But they've got themselves a a platform now and show how good they are. Because they've got listen, they've got some very good footballers. Preston North End, you know, you've got your um, you've got your Browns, you've got your Whitemans, your, your Ched Evans, uh, your Barkhouse, and you know what I mean, your Maguires. They've, they've got some very talented footballers in that group. They just need to show it more often and show what they did last season because last season was an amazing season. This season they've had a little bit of a lull because they didn't get in the playoffs and. Uh, and next season, it's up to them to go and kick on to another level. Scott Sinclair, you know what I mean? They've, they've got the most exciting wingers in, in, the, in, in the Championship at the minute, for me. Yes, yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, next up is Stoke, uh, lost to Coventry, drew with Preston. Their season's fizzling out. Fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. Um, Michael O'Neill, I've seen an interview with Michael O'Neill. And he looked uh, he looked, uh, he looked, uh, he looked uh, a lost soul. He looked. Uh, he didn't have the answers. What, what he, was, yeah, he didn't have the answers what the report was asking him about uh, about what's going wrong. Um, he's obviously going to have a, a huge rebuilding job because the owners are obviously wealthy people. Um, do they give the manager some some financial backing? Um, is he going to get rid of players before he brings them in? It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one because Stoke have massively underachieved for the last few seasons. On paper, they've had the best team in the championship. Next year, they'll probably not have the strongest team, but but will do better than they have in the previous seasons, which doesn't define logic really. But um, it's a huge job. Uh, but I believe they've got the right person in charge again. That. Uh, Michael O'Neill showed his quality in Northern Ireland with uh, with lesser players, so I'm sure he can uh, he can show that again in the championship next year. Yeah, hundred percent. Ultimately, mate, with Stoke, my overall opinion now is that they've they've not just underachieved, but they've been pretty poor for two seasons, yeah. three seasons. It's time for the players to take some of that criticism and the manager to be backed. So, for me, they should back Michael O'Neill. And if that means he needs to get rid of eight players and bring in eight players, then that's what they do. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It's, it's time for them to take the responsibility. Next up is Luton Town, mate. Uh, four points this week. Yeah, listen, I, I've just spoke about um, Mark Robbins, about the, the amazing job he's done. Nathan Jones has done an absolute phenomenal job this year. He's, he's playing some attractive football. He's keeping clean sheets quite regularly. He's kept two this week, once against Watford, which doesn't very happen, happen very often, and once against Reading as well, which doesn't happen as well. So he's had a fantastic week, two really tough games, picked four points up and, uh, and yeah, just, just churning the season out. Luton Town have got nothing to play for now. You know what I mean? They can't get in the playoffs. They can't go down. So they're playing with a little bit of freedom. Um, if I'm in, being ultra-critical, I'd like them to score more goals. Um, obviously, Collins up front scores the majority of their goals. They've scored 36 goals this season, which is the lowest... Um, 
probably one of the lowest in the league. You know what I mean? Wickham has scored 34, which tells the story how many, how less goals. But that shows defensively they're getting it right. If they can just score a few more goals, they can be further in the league. So. I also think if Luton could get back themselves like a 25-goal-a-season striker, they've no reason why they couldn't be challenging for a playoff place next year because they've shown that defensively they're exceptionally solid. They just need someone who can bang in those goals. They could just get we do a bit of wheeling and dealing, get themselves a you know a winger and yeah. a striker. I really feel they could do something next year. So look, um, look at look at look at look. Wind the clock back to May last year, twenty twenty May last year. Last game of the season. Buried. Last game of the season. We had Luton Town stayed up last on the last game of the season. Barnsley stayed on the last game of the season, and Middlesbrough stayed up on the last game of the season. And look at all them three clubs are inside the top twelve this year. So listen, it's not all doom and gloom if you if you stay up on the last game of the season this year. It's about progression and kicking on next year. And and sometimes a bad season one season can ignite you for next season. Hundred percent, mate. That's absolutely spot on. Uh, next is Millwall. Bad week. Um, yeah, not a great week. Uh, they're very hit and miss for me, Millwall. Uh, and I, I, I can't really work them out. You know, what I mean, Gary Howard's gone in and he's done a he's done a good job. Um, but it's just it's it's frustrating sight in terms of they've got we speak we speak about them all the time, don't we? Uh, Jed Wallace, you know that um, that he, he's 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 one of the standout players. But when he's not scoring, he's not creating chances. They're doing nil against Brentford away, which is a good result. Um, defensively, very strong there. But they play against Bournemouth. They tried to attack Bournemouth and got beat four one. And every time Bournemouth went forward, they looked like they were going to score. So um, you did play against two good sides, but difficult and uh, a hard one to swallow when you when you get beat heavily and only take one point off two games. Difficult one. Indeed, mate. Uh, Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, listen, the, the curse of QPR. Um, QPR were dominating in the first half. I thought they were very, very good. Deserved to be two on ahead. They went went down to ten men after about an hour. They just clung on. Um, frustrated Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough tried to throw things at them. Just couldn't get uh, any change out of them at all. So fair play to that one, but uh, then they went to Rotherham. Uh, I didn't really expect any expect much with the way that Rotherham were were needing the results and wanting to play. And I thought Middlesbrough down tools down tools a little bit with uh, with no winning five. But uh, I thought Neil got his play spot on, his tactics spot on. He, he wanted to win. Um, obviously, he loves his his Yorkshire derbies. He's loved playing against uh, sides like Rotherham, and, uh, and yeah, he got a positive result. So uh, pleased that the that they turned the fortunes around because I didn't want to. Just a, a damn squid end to the season. I wanted them to, to really, really push and, and give some younger players the opportunity. And I'm so glad now that Neil's come out publicly and said that he's not going to play um, players who aren't going to be there next year. And that's no no slant on the players, by the way. You know, I just think if no. you're not going to be there next year, what's the point? Yeah, now's the time when you've got nothing really to play for. You blood in the youngsters, maybe give a couple of players who've been on the bench all season who've turned up week in, week out and, you know, and really put the effort in in training. They've been in the squad, but they haven't had the game time. That's when you, yeah. you repay you repay that effort and loyalty, don't you, now? But for, for two reasons, si, as well. For, for two reasons. For yourself, for your, for your own selfish reasons, for the football club. Of course. But also for the players, because if Britt or Ashley get an injury tomorrow, then they potentially yeah. won't get a club next season. So you've got to be, you, you've got to look after each other. And I think Neil's been quite res- uh, respectful towards the players as well as his own football clubs. I think he's done it in the right way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, talking of damp squids, uh, next up is Cardiff City, mate. I don't want to I don't it... want to repeat myself, so I'm going to leave this the majority to you because I'm really frustrated by the performances, the 
it's the lack of leadership from me. Uh, listen, yeah, the late goals, uh, 93rd minute equaliser against Reading, which obviously was a Friday game, which we, we didn't speak about, but we, we, we touched on obviously with the, with the way it was. Uh, and then obviously another, I wouldn't say a late goal, but it, it's the way that they let goals in straight after games, straight after their own goals. You know what I mean? Cardiff scored 82, let a goal in straight away. Cardiff scored 57 against uh, against Brentford, I think, I believe. And then, and then Brentford equalised through Fosu straight away. You, 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 the, the worst time as a, as, a, as a team is after you score. You know what I mean? You, you relax a little bit. You know what I mean? But with Mick McCarthy in, in, in charge, I expect the team to be well up for after scoring a goal that you know exactly what the other team's going to do, that, that you should be ready for action. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got experienced players in the back line. He's got, he's got an experienced goalkeeper. He's got, he's got experience in midfield. He's got a centre-forward who's an international footballer. You've got players on loan from Liverpool. It's 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 so frustrating, side because on paper you expect them to go ahead. You expect them to see games out like they did under Neil Warnock. That the Cardiff City were the masters under Neil Warnock. That when they were ahead, that was it. It was game over, and you knew it. You knew it. And why isn't that the case now under a different manager who plays a similar way? It's just every time you go one 0 ahead, you're expecting the other team to score straight away. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's uh, it. It irks me, mate. It irks me. But uh, it is what it is. Um, Sean Morrison is obviously a big blow. But as I say, as I say to Gavin about Liverpool and, and any other team, injuries are part and parcel of the game. They are not shouldn't be used as an excuse for not performing because Cardiff have got a few decent centre backs for championship level. Um so Sean Morrison shouldn't be that much of a mess that Cardiff City have suddenly completely dropped off the end of the yeah. season. Um, yeah. Next up, QPR, mate, who are having a really good, strong finish to the season. Oh, wow. Listen, beat Middlesbrough and then go and beat Swansea. So, I think it's... Uh, it's they it's won that QPR. playoff place, mate. I think it's, it's too just, late. It's just QPR all over. That If uh, if, if they could have uh, started this run a little bit earlier, they potentially could have got into it. But, yeah, I do believe it's, uh, it's far too late. Um, I can't see... Um, can't see them getting into it. I just believe it's a little bit, little bit too late for them. But listen, you've got to, you can only beat what's in front of you. Uh, and uh, and the beat middles were comfortably for me. I thought they were the best side. And uh, and then to beat Swansea was uh, was a fabulous result. Indeed, mate. Uh, Reading, are they? Uh, uh, can they? Can they still do it? Uh, uh, well, mathematically, yes. Uh, in my opinion, no. Uh, they dropped too many, too many silly points. Si. you look, you, you look at. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call Cardiff a silly point because, but they probably expected to win the game. They had more to play for in that game than Cardiff City did. You know what I mean? They'll they'll say it's a point game because they got a late late equaliser. You go to Reading. You go to Luton. Sorry, away from home. You've got to go and win the game. You know what I mean? Luton have had a good season, of course they are. But if you want, have got aspirations to get in the playoffs, to get to the Premier League, you've got to go to Luton Town and win. You know what I mean? Look at the last seven games. Si. lost against Birmingham, drew against QPR, drew against Barnsley. Beat Derby, lost against Watford, drew against Cardiff, drew against uh, Luton Town. You've got to do better than that to be to get in the playoffs at this time of the season. Spot on, mate. Spot on indeed. Um, a great, uh, a great finish to the season though by uh, QPR. And I think Redin Allen made a really interesting comment uh, just now. He said, "If Redin can keep their players together, maybe strengthen a little bit." They got a really good chance of being right up in the mix next year because they've got a couple of cracking. Uh, they got a couple of cracking young players, and they got yeah. a couple of cracking uh, already established players. That it's imperative they keep that squad together and yeah. then strengthen it with a couple 
because they've had a good season. They haven't had the traditional fall-off, which we discussed last season and at the start of this season, where they start like a house on fire, and then traditionally they kind of fall off a bit. Sometimes they're in the playoffs, sometimes they're not. Whereas this year they've been strong all the way through, but they, you know, like you said, they've probably uh, conceded too many sloppy goals. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is like, it's difficult. From. It's difficult to stay to stay in the top six for all season. You know what I mean? They were top yeah, of the league, and then the, you know what I mean. So they've had a they've had a great season. They'll be frustrated with the way that it's finished, but you've got to see the uh, you've got to see the positives out of it, and uh, and and hopefully they can finish the finish the season strongly. And um, but like you said, I, I agree with you. They've got to keep the players at that football club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your, your meters who scores all the goals. Your Morrison's obviously who had on the show on a Monday night. You know what I mean? Who's, 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 who's been a stalwart at the back? You know what I mean? The younger players who've had a solid season. You can't afford to to let them go to bigger bigger teams or teams who come down or Premier League sides. You know what I mean? You've got to you've got to keep the players um, hungry, playing week in week out for the, for Reading to progress next season. Spot on, mate. Um, a team which obviously with Cardiff having nothing to play for. Barnsley is my team for the rest of the season. I cannot tell you how much I want them to go up in the playoffs. Um, they picked up a win against Huddersfield when they looked like they were struggling. Obviously, they lost to Coventry, but they are still there, still in that sixth place, mate. Yeah, I was worried about them, side, to be honest. After they got beat against Coventry City, I thought, oh, they're, they're coming up against a, a Yorkshire derby. It'll be a difficult one against Huddersfield, but they, they turned it around. I thought they were excellent. Um they're still in there. Uh, they've got three games to go. They've got another Yorkshire derby tomorrow against Rotherham. Uh, I think I think a win tomorrow, and I think they'll be more or less home and dry. Uh, so, uh, so obviously it depends on how Reading get on. But I just believe another another three points for me. I think seventy-seven points will get them in the playoffs. Uh, and if it doesn't, then it's a, it's a phenomenal achievement. Whoever catches them up. Absolutely. Um, another team who's really really fading fast is Brentford, mate. They look really. I think we were talking about them as potentially challenging Norwich for an automatic, you know, for the championship and automatic place. And they've just faded and faded and faded. And yeah, not the best, not the best finish to the season, not the best no. form going into the playoffs either. No, listen, six draws, six draws out of seven games. You know what I mean? That's 12 points. They've dropped 12 points. You can't afford to drop that many points in, at this time of the season. You know what I mean? The goals that they've scored the majority of the season, um, Moomba, um, Tony, um, Canos, you know, all these kind of players, they need to step up all of the time. You know what I mean? Last season, Ollie Watkins, very consistently. Ben Rama, consistent. You know what I mean? These kind of players were doing it week in, week out, all the way through the season. And it was just a travesty that they didn't get over that line against Fulham at the end of the season because they thoroughly deserved it. But this could work in their favour. They could be having their bad blip now. They could get in the playoffs and they could go up because they're not playing as well as they did last year. But there could be a... Uh, twist in the in the playoff saga. I wouldn't like to play them in the playoffs. I'll, let's, let's be honest there, because they're so unpredictable. They can score goals. They can defend when they need to. But um, but they are at the minute they've left. They've dropped too many points to fight for the top two against our average size at the minute. We're nothing to play for. Yeah, for me, I wouldn't want to play Barnsley or Bournemouth in those playoffs. I've got to be honest. Um, next up is them down the road in their West Wales. Swansea City had a poor week. What are you picking yeah. up one point? And they were very, yeah. very poor against uh, Wickham and, and QPR as well. Yeah, yeah. And listen, a terrible week uh, in terms of the timing of the season. You know what I mean? They, they still had an opportunity to uh, to get in second place because obviously Watford were playing Norwich as well. So a few a few points this week would have would have put the pressure on them. So yeah, terrible week at really bad time, and they can't afford to uh, to go into the playoffs um, in this kind of run. 
Yeah, question, mate. Have they bottled automatics, or have they just been beaten by a better, like better side to the automatic playoff place? Because I had, I had got to be honest, I thought they were going to pinch that automatic space, and they just, I do feel a bit like they bottled it a bit. Well, all you can do is go on the last two games. You know what I mean? They've dropped five points in the last two games. You stick five points onto what they've got now. Is 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 that puts them? Uh, that puts them on eighty-one. You know what I mean? 81 points, and that, well, we're putting them four points behind. So, for me, they've, they've bottled the last two games. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Donna says, Michael Morrison was in the Sky Studio for Cardiff yeah. Reading game. Uh, not sure if you knew that. And, well, yeah. And he did the next game as well for uh, Birmingham against uh, Rotherham as well on the Sunday. So, he did uh, He did, he did both. He, he, had a, he had a weekend. He, just, he speaks very well, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, really good, good. yeah. Yeah. I really we enjoyed made the show with him. We, we, yeah, we, we made, we him. made, we made him. That's it, mate. We made him. Sky didn't want him till he came on our show. <laughs> um, next up is Bournemouth. They are on fire and they look the team to avoid in the playoffs. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's the amount of goals they're scoring, Sai. You know what I mean? They went, uh, they went to Norwich City. Um, listen, I'm not saying it's, it's about timing sometimes. They got to Norwich City. Um, Norwich has just been promoted a couple of hours before. The players were obviously the heads were turned and they were looking for um, looking for the celebrations after the game and, and comfortably beat them uh, against ten men. Then they play Millwall away, score another another hatful of goals, another four this week. So seven goals in two games. They're, they're scoring goals, they're winning games, they're playing with confidence. It's um, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a difficult one. Whoever whoever does play, Bournemouth in the playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent. And David Brooks back. I I think he is one of the most underrated players in the championship and football league pyramid. Uh, he's a phenomenal footballer, and he makes yeah. he makes he makes and like I know Bournemouth have been on form anyway, but he makes a big difference to the way they play going forward, and um, that's a massive lift to get a yeah. player of that quality back for the playoffs. It's like a new said. signing. It's like a new yeah. signing side because he, he he scores goals, he creates chances, he's. He's he's got the lot, you know. He gives he's, him something, doesn't he? Yeah, he's something got pace. different. He's, yeah, he's very very good. Uh, next up is Watford in the, in that automatic place at the moment. Yeah, listen, they got beat by Luton, which uh, was a surprise result of the weekend for me. Uh, and then they go to uh, they go to Norwich, which I, I just spoke about there about timing. Um, they needed to win. Norwich probably well, Norwich would have won the league if if they'd have beaten them. Um, Watford went there comfortably beat them. I think Norwich were obviously still. Uh, Still hung over with the celebrations from the weekend, uh, but listen, they've earned it. They've, they've they've got what they wanted. It's not about winning the league. It's not about. It's all about promotion. It's all about getting that holy grail and getting to the Premier League. For me, it doesn't matter if if if, if someone offered me second, guaranteed, I could snap their hands off because it's about getting the Premier League. And Watford have just got a, a few more uh, a few more results to get over the line because because uh, they what they need they need another another two points to guarantee the promotion, which they could get tomorrow. Unless Bournemouth don't beat uh, who they play, because they play Norwich. Would be uh, Garang, in fairness to him, uh, has been saying all season that the teams, the three teams that came down, will be the three teams to go up. Yeah, and it does look that way at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Gaz says Swansea bottled it definitely, bruv. Autos was there. Brooks in the summer. West helped West Ham sign Brooks in the summer. Oof, controversial. They do like a young footballer, uh, do West Ham, don't they? So from the championship, yeah, do, yeah. so you never know. Yeah. Um, and this, to be fair, this I think they've used Jared Bowen and and Ben Rama to a lesser extent quite well. They give them time to bed in, and then they've let them let them loose, as it were. Yeah. Uh, Norwich City promoted from the championship 
been strong all season, mate. Oh, listen, uh, let's let's forget about the last two results because I don't think you can uh, you can really fully understand about the the achievement that Norwich City have done, how consistent they've been all season, and to be honest. When you're already given promotion, your head's turned straight away. You relax a little bit. You don't need to perform. It's not about getting that, getting that medal to win the league. It's about getting back in the Premier League. The Premier League is a place that every footballer wants to go and play. You know what I mean? It's not about winning the championship and, um, and, and getting... You know what I mean? Listen, it's a bonus if you do, uh, but it's all about getting in the Premier League. And, and you just show from the last two, the last two performances, not results, performances that, that it's, the pressure's off. There's no shackles on yeah, them at all. They don't really... They don't care. It's about uh, it's about what they've what they've achieved all season, and and to to be promoted as early as they are, by the way, was a, is a, is an unbelievable achievement, achievement, and shows how strong they've been. So, full credit to them, uh, fully deserved, and uh, and let's see who joins them. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting if it is the, the three teams who uh, who came down because I'm not sure it, it has happened before. By the way, yeah, I just hope that on the last day of the season, there's enough going on for us to do a watch along because that was a lot of fun last year, yeah, but. We need at least something to be on it. Looks like the relegation could be done and dusted. Apart from that last place, like Derby could be fighting. You know, hopefully, I'll go to that Derby Rotherham game. So at least we'll have that. We can just watch that and uh, yeah. get involved in it and have a chat with the peeps. But uh, yeah, that's your championship football for the week. Um, let's go for two ups, two downs, mate. Who are your downs? Uh, People in the my... comments, let us know your ups and downs. Sorry, mate. Uh, my first down, I've gone for Derby County. Uh, I just think the whole thing about the football club in a minute is just it's just wrong. Uh, there's just something which which is just fundamentally wrong, and I, you can't always blame the manager. You know what I mean? The manager takes the blame. He he stands there and he, he's got broad shoulders. He will take the blame, but uh, I think the players of the players and the owner and uh, the previous owner have got a huge responsibility to take for 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 what's going on in this football pitch. Hundred percent. Yeah, I went with Derby. Stroke Wayne Rooney. He's got to take. Uh, whilst I don't blame him or he shouldn't take responsibility for the state of the football club and I think there is a big problem within the football club at his core um, but he has to take responsibility for the performance of his team and they have been dreadful the last couple of weeks when they're fighting relegation they shouldn't be fighting relegation on several levels they're, from the size of the club from the, the quality of the squad but also the position they were in when he came in like yeah. They weren't in the relegation zone then, you know what I mean? Like he's been, they've been dragged into it under his watch, and I think he yeah. does need to take a bit of responsibility for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, my second down mid. Uh, I've gone for Swansea City because I just think at the time of the year, uh, I didn't expect them to have a blip um, as vicious as they are doing, and you can't afford to uh, drop drop points because. Yes, the league's shaping up. You know what I mean. You don't want to uh, to pick somebody up in the playoffs who's who's in form, and if that's the team in sixth place, because at the minute they're going to play Brentford, but it's going to change. They they could dictate where they want to be, but you can only dictate that by winning games. You can't be under pressure by going at the playoffs, not performing the way that you need to perform. And at the minute, they're not playing any half as well as they can do. Yeah, I've gone for Swansea City. They had a real opportunity to get that automatic position, and. Um go up with no pressure basically you know avoid the playoffs and i feel like they've gotten whether they've got in their own heads or whether they just haven't been up for it they just haven't been good enough when it mattered um and now it looks like they're gonna have to go up through the playoffs but uh, we shall see a few little shouts from the people um reese david evans says ups fans opinion finally be taken serious alan says bournemouth and barnsley in the playoffs um 
someone else said. All right. Uh, so my first step is what Reese has said there uh, is Akin Fen. We're finally scoring in the championship. That was phenomenal to see. Um, Wicker, and he says Wickham's still fighting. They might go down, but they've done themselves proud. Uh, Donna says her app is the Super League going. Down is the new Champions League format. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my first up is Akin Fenwa, mate, uh, scoring in the Championship. What's yours? Uh, I was going to do that one, but I'll uh, I'll change it to uh, Mark Robbins. I think he's had two fabulous game results yes. this week. He's He's got um, Coventry City safe and uh, he's, he's had a phenomenal season. But just this week alone has, uh, has shown how well he's done as a manager and how well his football club's done. So, Mark Robbins and his football team. Indeed, great shout, mate. Uh, my second up is a double whammy. Sam Gallagher of Blackburn Rovers and David Brooks of Bournemouth, uh, both phenomenal, had a big impact on their teams. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, is having an impact on your team's outcomes in matches. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so, yeah, they're my double, double up. Who's your second up, mate? Sorry. My second up is just two words, Norwich City. Can't fault you. Cannot fault you there, my friend, because uh, they uh, they are promoted, probably going to be champions. So, yes. Um, a couple of little scheduling notes as we finish. Uh, Monday evening, 7.30pm, Andy Campbell Football Show. Myself and young Mr Campbell will be joined by former Cardiff City striker Gavin Gordon. Cannot wait. It's going to be a great show, mate. Oh, listen. Uh, when I uh, when I approached Gav, um, I think Gav was a little bit uh, nervous about coming on. He's watched the show a few times and um, and seen what it's all about now. And uh, he's really looking forward to it. He's uh, I've told him that he needs to celebrate the career he's had. He needs to tell people and shout from the rooftops um, the goals he scored um, and uh, and the career he's had. So you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, to talk to a a player who's had a very good career um, is a lovely person, uh, ex-teammate of mine. So uh, I'm just hoping he doesn't have any any stories or dirt on me, to be honest. Yeah, Reese and uh, Donna were trying to guess it on Monday, and uh, Reese guessed right, I think, on like Tuesday. And he said it's been driving him mad all week, waiting to find out <laughs> if he was sure, if he was uh, if he got people, it right. We have we have people hanging on. Normally, we did it early this week, by the way. No, normally yeah. it's Thursday, but we did it. We we announced it Wednesday. on Wednesday. So uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got a new episode of My Story out on Sunday as well. Uh, I was joined by uh, current Knotts cricketer uh, Luke Fletcher for a chat. And i got to say, what a story he's got. Um, we talked about all sorts, including his uh, book, which he released during lockdown, as well as getting smashed in the head by a cricket ball when he was bowling. Um, live on Sky Sports, by the way. Uh, brutal. But uh, what a lovely guy. And uh, he's got a, a great story to tell. Really enjoyed that, and uh, he is—he's probably playing now, actually, as we speak. But uh, yeah, he joined me, and he, that's out on Sunday, eight o'clock. And of course, tonight, straight after—well, it's going to be nine o'clock start. Myself and former Cardiff City defender, Scotland international Kevin McNaughton, will join me for sixty minutes of unscripted fun. Always, a, always a good time. Um, Andy Campbell, it's been my absolute pleasure, my friend. Oh, I loved it. Listen. Um, to talk about something that I've got a massive passion in. I love the championship, by the way. I love football in general, but uh, the championship's like a, it's it's the best league in the world. It gives us so much joy. I've been lucky enough to play in it quite a uh, a long time in my career, but it's just it's 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 the gift what keeps on giving. You know what I mean? It's so many highs, so many lows, there's so many good teams, and and when you get to really to delve deep into it, 
Um, you know what I mean? Like like we all have as football fans, Cardiff fans, Middlesbrough fans, Norwich fans. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you get promoted, you don't really want to leave because you know uh, how exciting it is. 100%, mate. And um, yeah, I love talking about the championship. love doing the shows, as you know, mate. And it's been thoroughly enjoyable as ever. Can't wait for Monday. I uh, hope the people will join us. And of course, most importantly, spread the word. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube channel. And uh, of course, if you would like... To, your own version of this stolen by stolen from the poor, exploited by the rich away day apparel t-shirt is beautiful, available in several different colours. You can get 20% off if you use this code. It's only available for tonight till 10 o'clock as a special little treat for viewers of the Andy Campbell Championship show. Uh, so nice one for that, Alan. Really appreciate it. But mo uh, most importantly, guys, if you really want to support the show and the channel, take a look at our sponsor bespoke financial and uh, see if they've got anything for you because um like i've mentioned it's obviously an incredibly tough 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 year or so we're coming out of now and um it's a great time to just check your check your insurance needs and if there's any cover things like that which might be able to help you just give yourself a bit of protection as uh, we go into a whole new world as it were um guys phenomenal love it love you and uh, we'll be back on Monday. Hopefully see you all in about 40 minutes, including you, Mr. Campbell. You should watch too. I do watch but, some um, X-rated content, isn't it? Go ahead. Got to put the kids to bed. Guys, always a pleasure. Be good. Keep it real. See you soon. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what you want. Network.